Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back for uh, the second half of season six. We've, in the last three months, we've purged all of our negativity about The Walking Dead, yeah? Uh, oh, see, I thought you were going to say purged all of our knowledge, and that would be <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Uh, no, we have not purged our negativity, I think. And in fact, there have been some things that have kind of just fostered it for me, mm. honestly, some developments in the, uh, in the real world. All right. Before we get started, uh, hardcore talking about this new half season, just want to talk about a, a, a schedule change or a format change because Jim and I kind of agonized over our dissatisfaction with last season and our commitment to still kind of see this show through. And we thought one obvious problems is we're spending five hours of recorded information on this show per week, which is probably yeah. counterproductive. Uh, we are now going to change. Uh, we're ditching the instant cast. Uh, we're keeping the live watch, which is where club members can watch the show. We've got this audio visual sync technology where you can sync up your local broadcast of The Walking Dead or your DVR watch of The Walking Dead with our live commentary and what's going on at the, the, the show and the commercials. Uh, and to make up for not having an instant cast, we're going to accelerate our full coverage and have the podcast that traditionally would come out on Tuesday afternoon come out on Monday afternoon. Yep. So we're advancing the entire clock a full business day or full podcast day, uh, which means you've got to kind of hustle to get your feedback in on the show. But I imagine with this change, we'll be considering a lot of relevant feedback from last week on the current week. Yeah, we'll be we'll, more we'll retroactive, which is a way the you know the podcast kind of used to work anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we we've done it for several reasons. We just weren't satisfied with last season uh, and haven't been for a while now. Figured we were spending too much time on this. We've got a very full upcoming schedule. This isn't a show that benefits from really right deep delves and f- more watches and more recording. And, and I found myself just repeating myself a lot yeah. between the instant cast and the regular Which one because of that. Sure. Um, but the live watch is so much fun yeah. that we want to keep doing it. So yeah, uh, and yeah, we'll see if we can uh, uh, be revitalized with this format. Yeah. I don't see, like you said when we were just talking about it, I don't see how they fuck up this first episode. I, ca- I can't imagine. Like, the setup so The first is... episode of season six, the first half of it, was all action, it right? It was great. Like, that's all you needed to do with that episode. I mean, so it didn't make a in... lot of sense, but it was super entertaining. Right. And they're in the same situation this time. They've set up a scenario where you could see a lot of action popping off. Sure. And if that's what they do, it'll be good. There's ch- children in danger. There's babies Always in danger. a favorite of mine, yep. There's Maggie in danger. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of people that I actually give a shit about, uh, they've got the the horse shit with uh, uh, Carol and Morgan that's ongoing. Right. Uh, right. The, yeah. However that gets resolved. But no time but... to deal with that in episode one, right? Like, yeah. That's not when you do it. Sure. So it seems like ep- episode one is going to be action-packed. I am... Excited for that. Can't imagine they fuck it up. I've heard some stuff about like some slower, uh, more individual focused episodes toward the end. Where so, do you get slower? Because I heard the rumor about the individual episodes. Are you just saying uh, that that's I, usually when, when? Yeah, they usually slow it down, get a little more emotional and stuff in those. But okay, how many goats will be featured in this season? At least three. 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 <laughs> You're tripling down on goats. I huh? am. Yeah. All right. I mean, you want it. You want it to get bigger and crazier, right? What the pers- show as a sure. whole, yeah. And gotta, two goats—that's what people are expecting, right? You go right, right to now. three goats. <laughs> Give them more than they bargained for, right? It's like the classic Onion article about Schick, 
Schick reacting to Gillette having a four-bladed razor. It's like, fuck it, go right to six blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Three. Uh, we got to have three goats. Mm-hmm. Lots of action. I, I mean, that's even, like, I know some stuff about where the comic goes in this first episode or in, you know, a lot of this, this upcoming stuff. I don't know how long they'll take to get there. Um, but even without that, they've set up a scenario whereby a lot of action is waiting in the wings, I think. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Unless they drift through this cloud of walkers with no problem, which makes for a pretty stupid episode. Well, this kind of doves, dovetails into the death predictions. How shocked would you be if no one dies in this first episode? Real shocked. How? I mean, the one thing I could see taking away my enjoyment is I can. I think that, especially with how last season went down, it's mm-hmm. going to be a real easy argument to make that everything in this first episode should have been the climax of last season. Okay. Yeah, I think and we talked a little bit about that. Immeasurably, immeasurably improved the pacing and some of the problems and some of the bitching that we had for last last season. Yeah. Last half season, first half season. Whatever. Yeah, for some reason, we like to rewrite the show. We like to go in and say, well, you know so what? it's so easy. <laughs> right? It's so easy. It's like the Mad Libs of television drama. Yeah. You know, you just throw in your own adverbs and pronouns, and you're, yeah. you're good to go, you know? Uh, sure. And I think, actually, that's essentially what the Kirkman remix is. You just... Yeah. You know, blank and blank went into blank, and they moved <laughs> very insists. blankly. It's like the comics were one way, and now, yeah. He insists that when they write the scripts, they write it in Mad Libs form. <laughs> sure. So he can go in later yeah. and fill it all in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on who central casting sends as well. Right. Uh, so death predictions, speaking of... And it, I mean, they're pretty much the same, right? Nothing. Well, this really is one of the reasons, so like, I've become less enamored of the death predictions, is because I feel like the death predictions I made at the beginning of season between seasons four and five, mm. I keep making them because I can't believe that they're going to keep dragging out getting to the quote unquote good stuff, to the uh, meat of this plot. Yeah. Like, it's in my mind, they're getting to where they're at now, I, almost a year and a half too late. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll say again that I think some uh, the Daryl and Glenn combination has a 100% chance of death. I don't know which of them, but w- one of them has to die this season, or I don't know how I'm going to stand it. Okay. Where does that leave Maggie and Glenn? That- uh, up Shit Creek. There is no Maggie and Glenn. There'll be Maggie. What if Maggie dies? Then who do you predict on Daryl Glenn? If Maggie dies, then I'm going to be like... <laughs> Why make? I guess you, why, can, you make, her, make preg- her pregnant. You make her pregnant because that you know, just the same way you bring out Judith when you want to get people's hearts in their throat. It's it's right. extra drama when you kill. Oh, you're killing for two now, Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would it be fitting if she had to like if she survives long enough to have a zombie a baby? Sustainable? Is that what you're well, go no, for? no, no. Okay. I was just a sustainable child inside of her, uh, and <laughs> someone has to cut it out. I don't know, Carl maybe. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> has the, to cut it out he's the go to uh for And then kill her. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I I don't know. I and again, how many babies can this show have? I can, I yeah. I would posit that there's one baby too many. They need to do like the Muppets and just make a Walking Dead babies show. <laughs> just put one of them on a piano. Yeah. Sure. Uh stick him in a nursery. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see baby Eugene, baby Rick. Yeah. All those people. Uh, baby Carl would be like a zygote, wouldn't he? Probably. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, him and uh, Enid just chilling out in a test tube with Ron. 
yeah i don't know i mean i'm i'm not super interested in death predictions either it's uh it used to be more fun right let's rick and carl zero yeah yeah still zero uh i'm at zero with maggie you seem like you're a little bit higher yeah i think she could go uh let's talk about rick's love interest jesse i'm thinking 100 percent chance of season and and not just because huh. uh, she's in the way of michonne she is in the way you're right but not just because of that uh yeah she's likely to die i'd say uh carol i don't think is gonna die i think carol's gonna be around a bit longer she's still got some Car- stuff to work through well i'm gonna give her 50 percent chance because on the one hand if i'm right and they kill a heavyweight like glenn or daryl then you got the same problem I talked about last year, which is you've only got five of the original crew that are well-developed enough that they can kind of carry their own stories. Everybody else hasn't got there yet. So hmm. killing two of the the original group seems excessive. You don't need that many. But on the other hand, as we argued last season, I don't know where Carol goes from here as a character. In fact, the shit she's doing with Morgan, I kind of see as a regression back to her you know, prison arc where she kind of takes matters in her own hand and she doesn't, she acts unilaterally with that group approval, which I get is something Morgan's doing too, but I just find that whole thing annoying. So, yeah, I feel like she might come back toward the middle. You know, she might be the one who can find the sustainable middle ground between, uh, who she's become the, the Rambo like Carol and Morgan. Yeah. I feel like she can maybe synthesize the ideas of everyone into a world. What's going to so what, a human being. What, you have to have a dramatic moment to do that. What pushes yeah. her back to the middle? Because this thing with Morgan, if anything, is just radicalizing her. Right. No, it is. Uh, I I kind of got the vibe, like I was watching some of the uh, previews and, you know, how they do, like, yeah. cuts back to previous seasons and stuff. And they were showing, you know, Carol kind of dealing with the, the wolf situation. And she's got this big W sprawled across her head. And she's like, oh, I'm, I don't know about this W thing. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe she's starting to acknowledge that she's gone a bit too far in the other direction Hmm. okay but i'm not certain of that we'll see where they take that but i think she she's been one of my favorite characters throughout the whole thing and i hope she doesn't die okay uh who else are we leaving at here i know uh let's 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 do with the uh three latest kind of steady injuries i guess and that's been a couple seasons now what i'm getting at is abraham sasha uh uh Eugene, Eugene, Tara, Rosita, Rosita, and Tara. I guess that's the five, the, the big yeah. five. Yeah, those are kind of the new. Because you've also got Heath from last season, right? You got the medical. You got doc- Aaron. You've got uh, yeah. You had, um, is it Patricia or Denise? I don't remember the doctor's it's Denise, name. Denise, right? Something like that. Patricia's <laughs> rolled up with Heath, I think, but we don't really have a good beat on them yet. Yeah. All right, let's stick with Abraham. Let's, let's stick with Abraham, Rosita, and Eugene. Any death ideas on that? Uh, Eugene can go anytime. I mean, aside from his friendship with will, Tara. Though. <sighs> I feel like they're trying to tell some arc with Eugene. And they are. And feels like they're in the middle of it. And I don't and know where it's... And it's been okay. Like, I don't... It's ba- I don't, very okay. I felt like I his, don't mind their arc. Like, Tara and Eugene's arc together. I was ready for him to step up next, last season. At the, yeah, at the, at the finale. I, the, I know. The mid-season. You, you didn't like how he froze. No. Especially after he jumped in to help Tara. And especially solo, after Rosita took him to the side and did some one-on-one instruction. Like, I feel that this is another thing where The Walking Dead is doing. It's just kind of character paralysis. 
It is. It's, it's like, waffling. A, yeah, I, I, we're trying uh, to tell a story, but we always roll that back on the new episode. So Eugene can always be the eternal coward and the eternal man-child. No yeah. growth. He can go through the motions of growth, but when the chips yeah. are down, revert back to type. You got to grow. You got to grow or you die yep. in this world. So maybe he won't make it. Maybe I think he'll get killed. I think the writers have plans for him. Abraham, I'm worried because I feel like his happiness with Sasha paints a big target on his back. And much uh-huh. like Jesse's targeted on her back, number one, because she's saddled with Sam. Yep. Uh, <laughs> who's got flashing red lights all over him. But also, Rick loves her. Rick cannot be happy for this show's format to succeed. No, no. So she's she's uh, she's in deep shit. What do you think of that analysis? Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like that's fair. Uh, so, so are you saying like Abraham or Sasha in that? I in would that go duo? Abraham, but it would be honestly be more interesting for Sasha to go and see how Abraham deals with it. Can he stay strong? Can he mm. stay off the sauce? You know, right. Right now, honestly, Sasha feels like the stronger, like the the more mentally fortified character. It's strange too because she Man. like went so far in the other direction. But how? That's the thing. Like that's a very recent development. Like yes. she's just coming yes. off the almost getting everyone killed at the bridge right. fiasco. Right. That's why I said right now. Like uh-huh. as of the end of season six A, I feel like Sasha's a little bit mentally tougher than okay. than Abraham. Okay. I don't know. He's screaming in Walker's faces. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, fist bump, Tara. Tara and Denise. Who, I like them. I like Tara and Denise. That's I like them the a lot. that's the cutest. They're the new Maggie and, and Glenn. Yeah. Assuming yeah. they're I mean, there's there were some grumblings about them being a genuine couple and whether right. you know what their kiss meant and, and all that. But I I don't know that it matters. I'm gonna ship it. I don't give a shit. You're gonna ship it, just go there, okay. Therese. <laughs> we hope, got we need we I need good names name. like Michonne and Rick. I want to suggest mm-hmm. Rashone. Rashone or Marick. Okay. No, I like I like Rashone. <laughs> okay, and I also like Therese. Uh, I'm sure these names exist on the internet. I'm sure people have shipped them long before we've gotten there. But I th- uh, Therese is good, although it's a little close to Tyrese. Uh, Ooh. Not sure how I feel about that. Mm. They could they could both suffer a pretty bad fate sure well that's anybody anytime it's true it's true uh what do you do with abraham and sasha uh, uh, a bra a brasha well right. I'm, I'm counting on abraham to die within the next few episodes Sa- abraham so I, I don't see that that having legs okay so no need no need um okay mm-hmm. yeah so we both agree on the denise tara yeah that's looking that's looking strong how about aaron uh Aaron and Daryl, I'm shipping them. Okay. Next, next, next season. What's Aaron's boyfriend's name? I don't know. He's going to be dead. Really? Daryl's going to take him out so he can move in on Aaron. Oh, that's not <laughs> something Daryl would do. Plus, I think we've established that Daryl's asexual. What that's what we decided. Right. Right. Um, I uh, I think Aaron. They still got story to tell with him. He's a cool character. Definitely. Yeah. He's one of the and leaders. I do, I do think the it few involves leaders Darryl. Alexandria has. Yeah, like I'm joking about the couple thing, but I do think it involves Daryl, his story. Well, yeah, they like, they're kind of tied together yep, yep. at this point. Yep. Uh, who uh, else are we kind of enjoying here? that? Deanna's kid. Uh, he can die at a fire. Spencer I don't care. can die. He can live. I, I hope he care. dies in a really stupid way, like about, not even Walkers. Uh, so Rick and Carl are solid. There's no way they're dying. How about Enid? Oh shit, she's back. That's right. 
Cool. There, the, took a the, journey. Yeah. And there's something there between her and Carl, and there's that love triangle with Ron. Yeah. Speaking of Ron, what are your what what's your thoughts on him? Uh I feel like either Ron or Enid has to die. Hmm. Who are you ho- I'm hoping for Ron. Of course. Ron's because, a little shit. Yeah, and I like I actually like the chemistry that Enid and Rick uh, that Carl have. It feels very authentic post apocalyptic yeah. teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Something okay. that The Walking Dead ne- not necessarily know how doesn't know how to n- know how to nail. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. No pun intended. Uh I think that's about it for the the cast, yeah. I thought there I know was... there are some new people coming in, but I don't yeah. I don't know if any of them are going to die right away. Uh right on. Uh what else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about this new shit that's come to light? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. So you and I were first sold on The Walking Dead as a serious interpretation of Kirkman's The Walking Dead series as brought to life by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Who has done lots and lots and lots of big budget, uh, not not necessarily big budget, but serious, mature adult work in the horror kind of Stanley or Stephen King, mm-hmm. Stanley King, Stephen King's less successful cousin, uh, <laughs> Stephen King, in the Stephen King universe, which has kind of supernatural horror and, and dread and and a lot of this the Darabont crew. Uh, he brought along, you know, Melissa McBride and uh, all these people uh, that I forgot. Yeah, Andrea, Dale and Andrea. Dale, and, sure. Uh, he's he's brought brought all those along, and then, and we like season one. It was uneven, yeah. but it was definitely moving in the right direction. And season two, Darabont gets shit canned, and the wheels come off, and mm-hmm. it, Walking Dead starts gelling into the gelatinous Jello-like product it is today, coagulating. And we've always wondered mm-hmm. what what was going on. Did Darabont storm off? Was he forced out? What was his beefs? What were the, the gripes? And there are now details from the settlement. From the the because Darabont sued AMC over this deal, with good reason in my opinion. Seems like it. What really are what are good what reason. are the litany of things that you found? What are the things you thought most compelling or infuriating or interesting in in the transcripts of these this testimony? Well, I think the I'll, the, I'll link I'll I'll find a transcript and link it in the show notes too. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's interesting to read his deposition and and mm-hmm. some of the the facts that have come out. But mm-hmm. I think the most egregious thing um, to me was the kind of self dealing aspect of the whole thing. Yeah, where AMC, uh, the the distributor, I think, goes to Darabont says, "Hey, develop this show for us." Uh-huh. He he develops the show. He brings it to them, and they and they say, "We're gonna." We're going to see how the show does with like a Lionsgate or somebody producing it, like actually making the show. Yeah. Um, he he does the 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 formulation of the show, brings it to them, and they say, well, we're going to produce it in-house. Okay, fine. And they say, we're going to see how the show does before we agree to any of like your, your uh, percentages and stuff mm-hmm. that you'll get from this. And so they make the show themselves. And they do a license deal, like this sweetheart self-dealing bullshit with mm-hmm. AMC, the distributor, mm-hmm. where they they just they license it to them for an egregiously low number, mm-hmm. some number like one point four million an episode, which is less than half of what it costs to make these freaking things. Uh-huh. So that there is, and, and it's a perpetual deal. It's in in, in perpetuity. You get a lot more of these details of this stuff down than I do. Holy cow! 
with like the entire run of the series. So Uh he's basically stuck never making a dollar off this, even though he owns like 10% because they're never going to record a profit. Okay. So he's suing them over that, which I think is the most egregious thing. And this is not the first time that this self-dealing stuff has come up. Right. Like there are a lot of other shows like X-Files and a bunch of stuff, which is, which have had lawsuits or suing currently. Uh, So kind of, kind of a thing right now, these self-dealing vertically integrated companies. Well, I thought it was interesting that in season one, when season two, there's a lot of interviews with Kirk, with uh, Kirkman and Darabont where they're like, you know, wow, we're really excited to see you, what you do in season two with the expanded budget because no one knew this was going to be the hit and it was right. a hit. Right. When you find out that they actually cut the episode, like the budget went from like three point two million per episode to two point six. And AMC said that the 30 percent discount you get from the state of Georgia for filming there, we're also keeping that. Yeah, so essentially like a 25% budget cut across the board yeah. for season two when they he assumed, given the success of the show, sure, which was just enormous, yeah. that, that he'd be getting a budget bump. Yeah. And then he talks about like the conditions that the actors are acting in and these 100-plus degree Georgia heat, Georgia summers. Well, that's the other thing that like AMC stipulated that no more than 50% of the scenes can be shot outdoors. Which explains oh. why so much of the action <laughs> was set in and around the damn farm uh-huh. and the farmhouse and why they were kind of stuck there. Because, you know, we've said it many times that The Walking Dead seems to function best. Your mileage may vary, but when, when they're on the move, it seems like it's more realistic. Like, it's fine. It's fun to hunker down in a fortified location like the farm or the prison for mm-hmm. an arc. But they need to be moving on until they get to some place. Like, Alexander might be the first place where you can actually plausibly settle down and, and tell yeah, a story yeah. there. But AMC essentially puts in the contract that you can't do that. That you have to, as another cost-saving measure, you have to guarantee that 50% of the scenes are set indoors. Yeah, and then they, like, it just becomes apparent to me, based on the testimony here, that they are incredibly greedy. Uh, and not wanting to put money back into the show, they just want to pocket it. Did you see that one of, like, the day after AMC? Because there's a lot of this stuff that I guess was buried at the time, but one of Darabont's uh, assistant uh, executive producers said that literally the day before he got fired, they were talking about how, like, man, this is a hard show to shoot, and now they've reduced their budget by, like, a third, and they're pocketing the tax discount. But Darabont was like, but I got to do it. I got to see this through because I brought – all of my people, right? Like all these yeah. people behind the scenes and above the line. And I talked them into doing it this way and they sacrificed, uh, like they signed contracts that they never would have said, cause I'm, you know, I'm stuck here. I yeah. got to make sure I, I take care of my people. Then it gets tossed out mm-hmm. and you start, you know, reading this, you know, about why, you know, why Dale wanted, you know, the guy who played Dale, uh, Right. Uh, 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 what's his name? Jeffrey Demun. Demun. Yeah. Um, all these guys. These uh, you know, Jeffrey Demuns of the world, the Andrew Lincolns of the world, the John Barenthal's of the world. They all signed up just to make this thing with Frank Darabont, and then he gets t- tossed off, and then you saw this mass exodus of talent. Yeah. And you know, it's one thing to write characters out of the show for plot reasons it's another to be forced out because you got unhappy people that want out of their contracts and i feel like Mm -hmm. that you know how much of the walking dead you know how much of these remixes happened to accommodate that stuff 
Yeah, it really feels like this show has been shaped by the money. Yeah. Um, less so than by the creative talent behind it. Which is something we always suspected, but to an extent that was right. greater than I could have anticipated. Yeah. Like, it's very clear that AMC, the executive side of AMC, does not give a shit about making this show good. Yeah. It's all about how much money can they make from it. And what's going to be interesting, because for the first time, a, The Walking Dead started to bleed audience last year. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether, if that trend continues, uh, that that the, the execs will either loosen up the pocketbook or they'll even go into more like, oh, we really got to tighten our belts because we got to pump this cash cow for every last move. Right. Will they ride it into the ground? I don't know. Because, I mean, you know, again, there's The Walking Dead could be a story that's told for 20 years if they wanted it. Right. Uh, I just don't know if the audience will be there for 20 years. Well, I mean... I, mean, I can't imagine. You could. I mean, you see... you see, There's there's shows that, that survived that long, like The Simpsons right now. Yeah, I guess. There's the, but it's, do you know anybody who watches The Simpsons? I mean, people still? do. I, I know, but do you know? Like, <laughs> no, anecdotally, I don't, I don't I, know I don't. anybody who still watches. it. I don't know how it's still know. on the air. I don't honestly. know. Like, I haven't watched it in like four or five years. But like, I've right. you know, I hear people that every once in a while check in. I'm like, you know what? It's still pretty good. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. But I feel like there's nothing precluding a well-run, well-executed show from running that long. Hmm. And it would be kind of interesting to do like a long-term concept like that, but... Yeah, you'd have to have Richard... I think it's what's later. more likely is they're going to run into the ground and really burn people off with this Fear of the Walking Dead, which is, I, right. in my opinion, a substandard product of a substandard product. Yeah. And it's going to be... Uh, I don't know, but they could also turn around this season. Because as they've said so many times, like, you know, I saw the, you know, you were watching in the studio the interview with Andrew Lincoln, and he's like, yeah, right. this is the part of the comics I've been wanting, really been anxious to get to. It's, it's like crazy, and it's epic, as and it's bloody. As he bumbled towards and... it for two, the last two years, yeah. Right. And he's right. Like, this chapter of The Walking Dead is very exciting and very intriguing and, and uh, has a lot of great characters and, and epic moments. Will we see that on the screen? I don't know. I mean, I think it's... I've always kind of thought it was a mistake to milk this for so long. Like, you've got great material. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Like, do it. Like, But I'm t- that budget the, shit, like, every time you have an episode, like, that's... it's. We made right. jokes, but I kind of think if you see... If we see an epic episode one... I'm going to predict the rest of the season is going to be bland because I feel like they've got to pick their shots. Right. They got two, maybe three episodes that they can really make it pop, mm-hmm. and then they got to tell stripped down bullshit story. Not you know they don't have to be bullshit. They tend that's sure since yeah. Walking Dead tends to struggle with the quieter character driven moments when the zombie spectacle isn't on the screen. It kind of grinds at a halt. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it just seems like a shame because for a million, if if a million bucks an episode would allow us to have the you know the quality commiserate with like uh, Carol kicking ass at Terminus or the first episode, you know the the stone the Stone Quarry zombie gambit, then I would love it. Yeah, yeah. No, it could could really be amazing, but like the attitude just isn't there. I, I feel to make this show really great. You know, and it's not even just a case of like the money wasn't there. It's more like they've eroded the it feels like they've eroded some of the camaraderie between these people hmm. to the point where I don't I don't know if you can make a show like 
Like when you, I when disagree. You I feel like, like the, Vince Gilligan talking yeah. about his time. Yeah. With these shows, like I never hear the showrunners talking about how great it is to work on the shows. Nicotero does, but he's been there kind of the whole time, just doing his zombie thing. No, I feel like Gim- Gimple also is always. I, I mean, honestly, all the actors yeah, and the. I don't and, know if I believe Gimple though. Oh well, that's fair enough. Um, but I'm saying they talk a good game. They talk okay. like, and I do yeah. from from what I've observed of the actors and actresses, they do tend to really dig working i mean they, they they it seems like it's a fun set and they're bonded over adversity and like those 120 degree days has a tendency to kind of weld you together into a family sure so yeah. i feel like they have a lot of fun and they believe in what they're doing but i also think that I've, I've seen a lot of the actors when they talk about their characters they do a lot of headcanon that just yeah. not and you see that a lot in the talking you know and the talking dead gets on and they're like well you know uh, I always thought that blah blah blah, or is you maybe you didn't appreciate that blah blah blah. Well, all that blah 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 didn't make it on the screen. So what they're telling themselves and yeah. the story they're telling themselves, I, I I wonder. I sometimes wonder if they sit down and watch the the show. Well, yeah, I mean, I or they just remember uh, how it was filmed and how they interpreted right. and their own motivations, and that's why it seems better when you hear them talk about the different arcs. I'm like, wait a second. I did like I, I remember watching Chad Coleman and and Melissa uh, McBride mm-hmm. uh, talking about the uh, the the little two little girl two little crazy girl arc. Yeah, uh, the look at the flowers arc, and it's kind of amazing. Like, man, if that was actually what was on got got up on the screen, that would have been really cool. Um, right, but unfortunately whatever is in Chad and Melissa's memory isn't actually what got filmed. Yeah. It's more about like the episodes when they're being made, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the actors can bring everything they can to it, but you're still going to have a bad show if you don't have the writing and the direction you need. Uh, I don't know what else you want to talk about. There are some spoiler things we can get to. We do we do some music and then we do head out to the spoiler section. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's cut it off here. And we'll be back next Tuesday or next Monday with uh, the first episode of the new season. Hopefully, it'll be a doorbuster, a zombie doorbuster. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. really kick the hinges off that gate. <laughs> Come right on in. I've, it's already happened. It's already happened. So we know it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I just hope it's good. Sure. I hope it's exciting. And for our sake, all of the right characters die. <laughs> all yep. of the right characters live. Yep. All the right bites on all the right faces. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so until next Monday, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. Hey, before we get to the spoiler section, I wanted to take an opportunity to pimp out the club, the Bald Move Club, that you can find all the information about at club.baldmove.com. Got a lot of cool features coming down the pike. Number one, we got the live watches that we already talked about where you can watch The Walking Dead with us and kind of sit on the couch and, and laugh at it and gasp at it and do all the things you can do with The Walking Dead to it. Uh, no goats harmed in the making of these live watches. You can also, uh, we got a new feature called Quit Your Pitching that we debuted for everyone. You can go to baldmove.com and check it out now. This is where Jim and I randomly generate television show names and we do hypothetical pitches on these hypothetical shows and we try to make it fun uh, as, as bonus feature for our club members only. Again, the first one was free. Uh, we also got first run bald movies, which we're excited about. This is where we're taking... We're picking our shots and we're taking some anticipated films or films we're personally interested in 
and we're doing a light 10 minutes so non-spoiler review up front for everyone and then we do a spoiler in-depth spoiler take where we just talk about the movie until we're done talking about it for club members only uh this we just did hail caesar last week the new coen brothers film uh we did the force Un- unleashed no force, <laughs> force awakens, awakens. Yep. uh before christmas you can check out those for uh online at ballmove.com we're doing deadpool that's right the probable yeah. marvel dumpy wary train wreck <laughs> uh-huh. uh and we'll, well we we try to have that out early friday afternoon so uh you can have our review and kind of be informed and also if you see the movie you can discuss it uh hear us discuss it and, and join the, the conversation uh, all that stuff is is club features. It's 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 low priced. Uh, it's economic. You add free feeds and VIP access to the forums. A bunch of other cool features. Uh, to say nothing, the lunch with Jim and Aaron and on the rocks with Jim and Aaron and just a whole bunch of just more Jim and Aaron than you can <laughs> legally consume in a, in a given week. And you can find out how you can get that at club.baldmove.com. And we're back with the spoiler section. We've got we've got some. Some casting stuff to talk about, yeah. We've got some Negan stuff to talk about. So someone in the forum posted that Alicia Witt, okay. uh, last of season five Justified infamy, I guess, because season five of Justified kind of sucked. Uh, she was the pretty hot bartender? Red- no, she was the redhead that was the mother slash cousin of her nephew slash son, yeah, that's everyone in Kentucky. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, do you, 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 you remember the uh, the crows the, from Florida? She uh-huh. was the sister oh, yeah, that was yeah. like the, med- the lawyer legal, yeah, uh-huh. kind of. Sure, uh, she was Paula Trades' sister practicing in Florida law. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's in it, and I don't, okay. I can't, I don't know who she's going to be. Like my first thought is she's one of Negan's wives. One of? Does he have many wives? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. I guess why not? It's a post-apocalypse. Yeah, you can <laughs> if you know you you can get away with that shit in the apocalypse. Apparently so. Yeah. Warlords can pretty much do what they want. Well, if you can if you can have a fucking tiger as a pet, I think yeah, you can do whatever you want. She could be like I don't know how if they're going to explore the various other communities like the kingdom, which yeah. is where you get the tiger coming in, mm-hmm. or the hilltop. I feel like to really tell this story properly, you need at least one other location because that's the climax is these you know, post-apocalyptic communities band together and, yeah. and, and defeat Negan and his forces instead of, you know, being selfish and just kind of fearful. And, you know, they take a stand for and, and, and forge huh. a new society, which is interesting. Right. And so I, and I don't know how they do that for The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they do that without maybe it's the they, they change it. If, if it's a single location, I'm playing devil's advocate. Uh, it's just a story of Rick molding this ragtag idiot force into an effective fighting courageous unit. Okay. Uh, that seems less interesting. Well, yeah. But, but but they have to build to it, right? Yeah, they would have to. So maybe introduce one of those places Yeah. Uh, this half season and then get to the real stuff next season. So I guess she could be one of the community leaders at one of those uh, other yeah outposts or again you know there's some sort of meat into some of these negan's wives roles and how they interact you know because these wives didn't always belong to negan and what kind of resentments and hostilities might uh brew within this guy who just comes over and you know takes over she's just gonna be a zombie extra 
<laughs> sure. Cast me as a why not uh, level two. I, I don't get the full makeup treatment because I'm not super close to the camera. But uh, the other thing, uh, you know, we were talked last season. Um, Negan was uh, cast as Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played the last I know uh, the uh, the comedian on The Watchmen, which we thought that's a great yeah. choice. Yeah, that is. Um, I'm excited about that. I haven't seen any a lot of other casting news. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other spoilers you want to talk about, or should we get no, right to I the mean, feedback? I mean, it, I don't know how much you want to talk about the actual episode itself, but like I was talking about with the action, there's a lot of spoiler action that I know is coming up with mm-hmm. with uh, Sam. Now it's it swapped. It's going to be Sam in this crowd of walkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some shit's going to break bad with all of them, yeah. and I'm super excited for that. Uh, shall we get to the feedback? Let's yeah. the feedback. Edmund C said, um, there are two things I found important. That I wanted to get your views on. The first is the Enid has taken the role of Sophia from the comics. Now, if you recall in the show, Sophia died and was last seen coming out of the barn and getting blasted by Rick in season two. Yeah. In the comics, she survives and thrives. Okay. Uh, but she thinks they're going to take the role of Sophie. This becomes apparent when Glenn is adamant about taking her back and his comments about his wife wanting him to, this is important because in the comics, Maggie is left with the unborn baby and Sophie in the wake of Glenn's or Sophia in the wake of Glenn's murder at the hands of Negan in the comics and puts a huge burden on her shoulders, taking care of two kids during the zombie apocalypse as well as taking on Negan. Hmm. Is this a hint? Uh, Glenn is not doomed again. I, I feel like that either Glenn gets beat to death by Negan at the end of this season or Daryl does All right. because anything else would feel like a massive cop out. Hmm. And we know like who, uh, honestly, if he beats Father Gabriel to death, who cheers. cares? Yep. Rick and Carl cannot be beaten to death. <laughs> right. Abra- I guess Abraham might is it would be the safest choice. It would still feel satisfying. Yeah, cause just because he's kind of a big dude and like fans like taking him. out such a strong player. Sure. Like hmm. sure, but you'd still pers- you know you'd still save Norman Reedus. Right. And you'd still save Stephen Yun. I feel like there's there's so much more to do with Michonne that you can't beat her to death. Nah, like you gotta, you gotta Rick and Michonne, right? At yeah. some point, you gotta do it. Well, if not, I mean, Michonne, I, I, my interest in Michonne is not just as a love interest for Rick. I think she's a fascinating character. Sure, yeah, and she's had a really nice character arc, and she's one of those. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, the further fascination with her is going to be Rick and her, yeah, yeah, getting together because she has had such a strong arc. Sure, I, but I think it's kind of played itself out, you know. Mm. But on the other hand, if they do the kingdom scenario, uh, she actually falls in love with someone. Oh. Or if not falls in love with, oh. uh, does the Michonne. The tiger? Yeah, exactly. She has a relationship <laughs> with Sasha. The, is it Sasha the tiger? Anyway. Um, again, I have deliberately not reread the comic arc because right. I do not want this to be fresh in my memory. I think I'm going to go back and see how far we get into the arc and then read it at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Probably in between, because you can do, you can read like 30 comics in a couple hours. I'll yeah. probably do that between the last episode of this season and the wrap up that we tradi- traditionally do. Um, but no, I've, I've stayed away. So I, I'm not super familiar on, on, on all mm-hmm. the ins and outs are coming up next. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we should get back to what Edwin was talking about here. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is a kind of what if with the group walking out at the zombie herd. In the comics, this proves to be disastrous as Ron starts to talk to his mom and attract walkers. It's during this time that Carl is shot through the eye. In the comics, this is done by Douglas, 
who was the analog to Deanna in the TV series, who yep. is dead and can no longer accomplish this. Unless zombie Deanna comes out with her six-shooter blazing. I, I have heard tell that we're going to see a zombie Deanna, but there, mm. there are some promos that hint at that. Really? All right. More than hint at it. They show a zombified creature with Deanna's necklace and wedding ring. So mm. I hope the Spencer has to take her out. Yeah. That'd be something to you know stiffen him up a bit. With a broken bottle of booze. Just got to <laughs> jab it into her no, with, skull. With, uh, with only things he looted from the food pantry. <laughs> right. He kills her with Can of beans. Who kills her with lasagna noodles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's his predictions of the ways this can go down. Number one, the wolf that Morgan let out yep. shoots him on the way out of Alexandria. If this is how it goes down, will Rick blame Carol or Morgan for it? Or possibly both. Uh, two, Deanna isn't dead and comes out of the house like a madman with that gun. Now, this seems unlikely, but I don't put anything past the Walking Dead writers. No fucking way. She's done. She's no dead. way. If she, she fired comes... all her shots, she's dead. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel freaks out, and when shit goes south and starts shooting, this could happen as he's uh, shown to be kind of a coward. Sure. Um, yeah. Four, a firefight erupts in pursuit of the wolf, and a member of the Alexandria uh, squad does it. My money would be on the wolf, which would cause friction between Rick and Morgan about his views on wife, or on views on, on life. I think the most likely scenario that I'm kind of surprised Edwin didn't, didn't shoot at here is mm-hmm. Ron. Yeah. Ron, although... I think Sam's going to cause the commotion. Carl took his gun from him. Did Carl give it back to him, Mm. though, after they had their words? I don't think so. I'm I'm not sure. He might not have a gun. But I think he could, if, 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 if there's some shit that goes down in... So in the comics... Uh, and I, I'm not sure if he's right here about Ron or Sam or if there was if they were one and the same in the comics. But, you know, uh, the point is Jesse's younger son or a young son gets panicked about the zombies and gets frozen up, gets eaten. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Jesse won't let go of her son. Jesse's holding hands with because they're kind of like, you know, doing like you do in kindergarten. Everybody holding hands while you're walking down the hallway. Right. Jesse is frozen in fear. She won't let go of Carl. Rick has to cut. Jesse's arm off to save Carl. Uh-huh. Then Douglas loses his mind and tries to shoot at Rick, and he ends up shooting at uh, Carl. I think it would be compelling to have Rick cut off Jesse's arm and Ron lose his shit at that, somehow grab a gun, try to kill Rick, and shoot Carl instead. Yeah. That seems like the easy Kirkman remix to do and get the same beats out of most of the same parts. I feel, that feels right to me. I think that's how it's going to go What's Rick do if Ron kills Carl? Well, not kills, but near mortally wounds and maims Carl. Uh, Is that something I, that could lead to Ron's redemption? Nah. Hmm. I think you got to kill Ron. <laughs> it's, I, but that... Ah, it, doing that, it, it kind of undoes or makes yeah. less relevant the interesting work that they've done with Carl and Ron. Like, they've had, like, a, almost a Rick and Shane season one, season two struggle. Right. Yeah. Uh, to take that away from Carl. Is all this good? This is all going to happen in the middle of a zombie herd? Dude, It's. I think it's all going to happen in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it, so how... <laughs> I don't know how Ron 
starts shooting and like they're in the middle of the herd right like ron's gonna start shooting i'm not saying it's smart rick and carl are gonna deal with ron at the moment like are they gonna run and have to deal with it later i feel like they'll have to deal with it later right you can't deal with ron in this situation well i think the walker's closing in carl gets his eye blown out i feel like that's gonna take him down Right, and Rick's gonna have to scoop him Rick's up. Rick's gonna have to scoop, yeah. Get him to maybe Ron just Denise, gets overcome by the the herd. Maybe he's not a survivor. Maybe, yeah, Ron is might. not a survivor. That's true. If he would shut the fuck up and listen to Rick and Carl for a couple weeks, one. he could learn to be one. Yeah. But right now, he's just a ball of unfocused anger and and yeah. bullshit and hormones. Yeah, hormones and bullshit. <laughs> not not a great combination. No. Nope. Uh, let's move on with the other stuff he wants to talk about. He wants to drop some science for the uh, people that may be ignorant of it about Negan. Okay. Uh, everyone by now has heard that he's a maniac who is unpredictable, and that is true. But he is just as, uh, just as if not more formidable than Rick, which is what makes him so dangerous. This guy has a backup plan for his backup plans and won't be easy to take out. In the comics, Rick gives him many reasons to kill him, but Negan refuses, stating that if he can show these people Rick is his dog to control, they'll all fall in line. He also realizes that Rick is irreplaceable and needed in this world. In an issue, hmm. Douglas's son Spencer tries to convince Negan that he is better suited to lead Alexandria when Rick is out and Negan believes uh, to be on a supply run. Negan laughs at him and states that yep. Spencer is a coward for offering uh, this to him as he's here behind the walls while Rick is out getting shit done, then kills Spencer because of his insubordination. <laughs> All right. The guy's such a great character, and I feel will really lift this show up if the writers don't fuck it up. That's true, because while could, yeah. Negan is unquestionably evil and malevolent, he's kind of got that Wrath of Khan thing going where there is... Just enough rationality and cunningness that you, I mean, admire is not the right word, but respect. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really curious to see how they deal with his ridiculous use of language. And I know that's that's a lot coming from me. But this guy just swears like he's breathing. And... I don't see AMC being able to do that, and right. it's he, he he's kind of already like it's it's a kind of played for laughs in the comics, but how do you play that? Yeah, and without it, is Negan too dark that the audience won't properly appreciate him? I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I'm not even sure they can walk that like evil but respected line. Like I don't know if I, I mean, trust what they them did to the hit governor. that nuance. And the governor right. didn't need that nuance. The governor was just an out and out evil lunatic. Right. I mean, he did had a very just the barest, and he had much more of a veneer of civility in the uh, in the show than he did in the comics. Yeah, so maybe they can. I don't know. I don't know either. We'll we'll find out real it's a soon. Big test of the Gimple the Gimple yeah. production. Uh, Olivia D. This is the the big spoiler. This purports to be a synopsis uh, from a reputable spoiler uh, source. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall see. Um, it's actually, I guess the site's called Spoil the Dead is, is where this came from. Um, so you have a cold open where Sasha, Abe, and Daryl, who she names Team Sad, continue their face off with the group of bikers, which we saw last season on the Stinger, uh, the, the Into the Badlands Stinger. After Team Sad hands over their weapons, the lead biker orders one of his men to take Daryl to search the truck for booty. 
Meanwhile, words are exchanged between Sasha, Abe, and the lead biker, as seen in the promo. This results in a biker aiming guns at both Sasha and Abe. In typical Dixon style, Daryl saves him from disaster by subduing the savior he was with, then blowing up the bikers to bits with the rocket launcher. <laughs> yes. Team God, Sad hops into trucks and heads and heads home. I do, but like this this is why I don't like these synopsis. It lacks the detail to make me see how this would be credible because I right. now have what Daryl's at gunpoint and he just pulls the rocket launcher out, grabs the rocket launcher <laughs> out of its case, loads it, points it, right. and blows these guys away. Like I, there is a way to tell that story without it being stupid, mm-hmm. but I don't have faith in The Walking Dead nor details of how I could envision it going down that way. Right. It'd be more like cool, I think, if Daryl was just kind of hiding in the truck. Um, and they didn't know about it, and, and you know he's he's like listening to them as he's frantically assembling the weapon, and then it'd be kind of <laughs> cool to have him step around the back of the truck and you know you terminate fire a rocket right between you, Sasha and Abraham. Yeah, that's also like that's not exactly a precision <laughs> weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes at the Alexander Safe Zone. Uh, D- uh, Olivia continues. The group continues to make their way through the herd. Rick realizes that there are way too many walkers to drive the walkers away with flares and comes up with a new plan. When the question is raised about what to do, this is where I don't see... New plan? Hmm. Yeah, because we see that they are all holding hands. Or they, This this is where this I, the believability of this synopsis doesn't holding up for me because they're already out on the street. Mm-hmm. Are they really having this conversation? Yeah. When the question is raised what to do with Judith, Father G volunteers to take her to safety. Carl passes her on, and Father G makes his way to the church with Judith. He just walks, like, <laughs> right. in the middle I, of this zombie thing, they just do this. So, like, I'm curious because this could be a really interestingly shot scene where all of this is communicated without words, right? Mm, sure. Just looks and acting. Or they get to a safe spot where they can take a break, you uh-huh. know, and they realize there's just way too many zombies to get through. Uh-huh. I mean, I, there's a lot, again... But I think it's a terrible to idea to give Judith to Gabriel. Why would yeah, he do that? Yeah. Why would he give away his child to Gabriel? Rick and him hate... I mean, Rick hates him at he, this point. Pretty much, yeah. There's been no development in which like, Rick would trust him. Now, <laughs> Carl, Carl reaches out to hand Judith. You slap that hand yeah. and you take Judith away. I can almost see Carl doing this because Carl is starting to warm up to Father Gabriel. Uh-huh. But Rick is not there. No, he, I don't think he'd let that happen. Uh, all right. Uh, but who knows? It's The Walking Dead, and if they need something to happen, they'll make it happen. Glenn and Enid save a, a team up to save Maggie, but not without some teenage snark from Enid, which is mm-hmm. whatever. All right. Uh, Rick, Michonne, Carl, Jesse, Sam, and Ron lock hands begin walking through the herd again. Sam becomes frozen in fear and stops. Jesse's pleas become more desperate as Sam cries that he can't do it. A few walkers notice Sam and inevitably sink their teeth into him. Ugh. As Sam dies screaming, <laughs> Jesse becomes paralyzed. A watcher latches onto Jesse's shoulder and she doesn't react. Suddenly she is swarmed and yet continues to tightly grasp onto Carl's hand. Mm. Carl's desperation shows as he tries to free himself. Oh, it looks like I'm a genius. But looks to Rick for help. Having no other choice with the walkers creeping on Carl and seeing Jesse as a goner, Je- uh, Rick hacks off Jesse's hand with his trusty red axe. See, this all feels right to me. Yes. Ron picks up Jesse's gun off the ground and aims it at Rick. Carl jumps toward him as the gun goes off, which then hits Carl. As Ron goes to shoot Rick again, Michonne drives her katana through his chest. Oh. All right. Killing him. Nice. Uh, Rick turns and sees Carl standing with blood spewing from his eye. Carl softly saying, Dad. Which Carl then collapses to the ground. Is that that in Michonne's character? Yeah. 
<laughs> to just go this dude murder shot. Ron. Are you kidding? So I know, I know, but Carl's number one fan is Rick. His number Man. two fan is Michonne. Like they've had a real bond, and I can just see like just Michonne is still just feral enough to be like, you fuck, think so? yeah, okay. Ron, man, Ron and Carl are both... She's been the voice of reason lately. Ron, Carl, and Enid are both men and women enough in this world to take responsibilities for their actions on that kind of scale. Okay. So, like, Enid right. whips out a gun, kills somebody. I don't, see any, I don't see anyone having a problem killing her. These are not children. Yeah, I'm not approaching it from, like, the child angle. I'm just... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's maybe. interesting, though. It's more interesting than to have a child murderer, and that's what I've always argued, is there's a really excellent arc where Carl has to take justice into his hand mm-hmm. where the adults won't and murder a child and give him the death penalty. Right. I think it would be a great way for this the, 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 this to go down with Carl, is for Carl to, while the adults are arguing what to do with Ron, Carl goes in there and shoots him. Now... This having said that, that fucks up what they did with him and Ron and their arc last season. But that's something The Walking Dead does. So, yeah, they tend to go that way, where like people who might be redeemed can't, and, and they Chandler, almost get everybody killed. And Chandler Riggs is already almost too old for this to be an effective plotline. Yeah, like the whole like, tension can she of grab children, his kids murdering and like, kids and oh oh that part of oh it. I, yeah, yeah I wasn't even thinking about him being strong enough to rip himself away from Jesse right like when he's eight years old nine years old sure she can hang on to him when he's how 14? old do you think how do you think how old do you think I feel like that that uh, Carl's about fourteen yeah I feel like a it's, grown it's borderline woman I'm, yeah has the hand strength to keep a hold of a fourteen year old especially Maybe like so. this isn't like yeah. This isn't like captain of the foot junior varsity football it's not team. Abraham this is, at fourteen. No. Yeah. You know, Carl's a kind of a willowy dude. So I would buy I would buy that she could especially with like frantic mother grip. Right. And being bitten in the shoulders death grip. Like Yeah, having all that <laughs> adrenaline and, right. and flow and pumping through her system that she could she could clamp down with the force of ten women. <laughs> okay. I, I could I I could see that. Okay. It's not too much of a stretch. Um, but I don't see like the, the, that all sounds great, but how father G gets dismissed with Judith and heads to the church that I don't, I, that sounds What about crazy. the walkers? What about the walkers? What They're going to be walkers fucking everywhere during this, right? Well, but the walkers, I mean, they are still wearing a camouflage. Yeah, but now they're screaming and shooting and but 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 if it's <laughs> if it's confined to like you know uh, if all the rest of the group gets their game faces on right and it's Jesse and they got a lot of fresh meat on the ground too they do yeah that's true maybe they all swarm Jesse and and Sam and and Ron who and gets stabbed Carl and... gets shot in the face I don't know how he could not scream yeah and what's you know if he's going to be down his dad's got to pick him up and carry him. It'll be uh, interesting to see how they shoot this. Moving on, and th- th- if this is actually a, a synopsis as it purports to be. Moving sure. on, uh, Carol shoots and kills the wolf, uh, which, okay, oh, what? that's, that's what? not a synopsis. That's anticlimactic. Plus, like, how? How? Right. Right. We're... Okay. There's got to be some stuff leading up to that. The wolf got away they... clean, man. Yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah, that's like, this, this, uh, this is like a Jesus wept. Like, this way... <laughs> <laughs> Way too short of a synopsis for me to judge on what's going to happen. That uh, Denise, Denise makes it back to the infirmary. 
somehow in okay. time for Rick to come running into the bleeding Carl. Right. No yeah. longer afraid, Denise immediately starts working on him after helplessly watching Carl and Rick. Uh, or after helplessly watching Carl, Rick's rage is activated, and he takes his axe and goes ham on a herd of walkers in a safe zone. Other Alexandrias in awe and now inspired join in on the fight. Together they fight the herd because it's the only way they what? can win. What? They fight off this entire herd? There are thousands Dude, of I know. them. We're, thousands! I know. And these, these are Alexandrians who they've taught us are incompetent outside uh-huh. of maybe Heath. And they've had like a week of gun training, not even like an afternoon with Have they? with Rosita, didn't they? Yeah, they had machete training. I don't think gun training was part of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so they all go hacking. I, I, I can't. Know. I can't see a scenario in which they fight back this herd. I mean, I think the best case scenario is the herd. They they the herd passes on through. Like they somehow hunker down in a safe area. Yeah, and let the zombies thin out. I'm a little bit of a skeptic on on the fighting the herd part of it. Sorry. I'm a little skeptic. I feel like half this is essentially the good halves of these scripts comes is essentially right from the comics with yeah. smart substitutions on you know again like reading uh uh Edwin's email, I thought the logical person to do shooting is Ron and especially since Deanna yeah. slash Douglas is dead and that's not their character arc anyway. All the stuff that that this thing rings true seems like it comes right from the comic book and the stuff that yeah. seems very sketchy hand wavy is the new material that they'd have to invent so right i mean i i, I hear that the talk this this uh, spoiling dead is pretty solid source but you'll have to see okay. you'll have to see come comes sunday i'm still excited i think it's gonna be action-packed and it's yeah. hard to hard to fuck that up too bad yep so yep. we'll see how it goes. Uh, we won't have to wait long. It's coming this Sunday. We'll have the live watch, of course, starting on, uh, during the East Coast presentation of The Walking Dead. It's gonna uh, be Valentine's Day. You watching? Uh, doing a live watch over here? I we don't. Me and you, you don't, don't do anything for Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. No. no dinner. No. No, nah, her birthday is nothing? is early in February, so we kind of like go all out and do dinner and, and uh, kind of gifts for that. And and neither one of us are big fan of of Valentine's Day. So ah, poo poo the. Yeah, traditions. What okay. better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than watch some people get eaten with, with her sullen undead. refusal to watch The Walking Dead at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame her too much. No, she's she's one in the, in the camp that she just listens to the podcast now. Oh, I've never understood she's that. One of but those okay. types. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Teach their own. All yep. right. Uh, I think that's it until Monday. Then. Yeah. yeah. If you got feedback, as always, send it in watchingdeadatbaldmove dot com. We always have the forum threads that you can participate in as well on forums dot and uh, yeah, look forward to it. See you Sunday.